It was dusk, and for a while the young man seated on the high roof gazed up into the great sloping dome of sky. Then he read aloud from his book. Blue as the dark blue eyes of my beloved, the twilight fills all heaven. The stars put on their silver dresses, and they are fair, but none as fair as she. His companions lay on their elbows and looked at him quizzically. He shut the book and said, Love, too, is simple madness, at which they made wild gestures of dismissal. Love does not exist. Love is the name women and their wretched old fathers put on the trap of a ring. Love is lust. Why make songs about an itch? The first young man smiled. He was unusually handsome, pale, very fair, with beautiful eyes the colour of low-burning lampshine. In repose, there was a sweetness to him. With sweet melancholy, he sighed. Ah, poor thing, they said. What troubles him this evening, ah, Olaru? Olaru said, an answer which has no question. A riddle, cried the other young men. They grinned and shouted, Make us laugh, Olaru! And all at once, the eyes of Olaru glittered like the eyes of a night-hunting fox. He sprang to his feet, curled over, next dropped in a ball, next lifted his whole body straight in the air, supporting himself by one hand, palm down, on the roof. Then he began, on this one hand, to hop about, crying out all the while in a raucous, irritated voice. Oh, how tiresome this is! You would think by now the gods could have invented a better way for a man to travel. The companions, duly diverted, laughed, applauded, and called the entertainer names. Oleru went on hopping, though one of his fine silk gloves was by now probably quite ruined. He hopped to the western parapet, and here his slim, upside-down body wavered, so the stars seemed juggled between his feet. Behold, said Oleru, here the sun fell over, and he toppled sideways through blue dusk and stars, and right across the parapet, and vanished. The remaining young men on the tavern roof leapt to their feet with yells of horror, upsetting wine jars and other paraphernalia. Oralu was a favourite of their lord, one of the magician princes of this city. To take this powerful man the tale of said Oleru, smashed on the cobbles seven storeys below, was not a charming notion. But rushing to the parapet and leaning over, they could be sure of nothing in the narrow alley but the gathering of darkness. Elsewhere, the city spread around them under the sky, its terraces pearl-strung with lamps, its towers bright-eyed with lit windows. Nowhere in that city could they be safe if they once angered their prince, Lac Hazur. While close at hand rose the palace of this very lord, each of its spires made into a sombre candle by the cresset ablaze on its roof, and each cresset seeming now to glare over at them intently. Consternation. Some ran onto the stair, meaning to descend and search the street on foot. Others were already making up excuses for a violent death that had nothing whatever to do with them. In the midst of this, suddenly Oleru stepped out of a climbing fruit tree that spread its branches along the eastern parapet. Yes, 
Love is madness, said Olaru. As all things are madness. Piety, wickedness, pleasure, sorrow. Every one an insanity. Indeed, to live at all. Olaru! cried the young men. Two of them ran forward as if to thrash him. Olaru shrank back against the tree. He lifted both hands in their gemmed gloves to shield himself. No, forgive me, my friends. What have I done to anger you? The friends gathered menacingly. Olaru was at all times the veriest coward. They knew he would be terrified by a threat or a raised fist, so they berated him, and he grew paler and paler and shrank back into the slender arms of the fruit tree. He explained, stammering somewhat, that he had caught the stonework under the parapet and thus eased himself along the side of the building, unseen, to the tree.